Welcome to OSSB Inside and Out, a podcast about staff member and alumni experiences at the Ohio State School for the Blind. Each week, we interview someone from the Ohio State School for the Blind about their experiences. Now here's your host, Brendan Hamblin. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the podcast. Today on the podcast, I have, well, I'm going to let them introduce themselves for a change. Sally Williams, or for all the students if you're watching, uh, Miss Williams from Residential. Cool. And you started at OSSB what year? About October 2013, I believe, right about there, yeah. So you've you've been at the school for a long time. <laughs> well, a little bit, yeah. Going on seven, eight years, seven years. That's not bad. Not um, that bad. <laughs> right. Um, let's see. Kind of out of it. I don't know why, but I am. Um, those days. It is. It is one of those days. Um, let's start with, did you know, or how did you get involved with the school and when you first found out about it and what led you to it? Absolutely. Um, I was working at Cardinal Help at the time as a coordinator in, uh, contracts and pricing, doing, um, other contracts for their specialty drugs. So like for all the, um, cancer related drugs. And I was about two years into that, and um, about that two years, the company was great. Everything was great. It was just me kind of uh, looking at myself and thinking of really what I enjoy, what I like to do. And up until Cardinal Health, I had always worked with uh, children or kids or teens in some manner, um, whether it was from a youth center or a summer camp or before and after school program or I was a nanny. I've always worked with kids up until the Cardinal Health. Um, I ended up going to college because I have uh, my degrees in business. So I, I felt like this is what I'm supposed to do. I'm supposed to do something more business-like. So um, I was there for the two years with that. And finally, it kind of just drew me back. I knew um, one of the things that made me happy and something I really enjoyed was working with kids. So at that time, I, I don't remember where I was looking exactly. It was probably Indeed or I think back then monster.com or career builder was uh, the happening places to go. So I think I just kind of put in like youth jobs with youth or something like that. And then the youth leader job popped up through the state and it was, Oh, look, the Ohio state school for the blind. And um, up until that time, honestly, I didn't even know we had a school for the blind in Ohio. Um, (laughs) Probably had only ever personally, that I actually knew ran into maybe one or two visually impaired people. So I never really had um, experience yet alone knew there was a school here. I knew that the deaf school was here because I had driven on Morse road quite a bit and it kind of sticks out. Whereas um, anybody who's been to our campus, you probably passed our campus, um, right. especially with the sign out front is so small. Um, so it kind of, it kind of tucks back in there. So yeah, I didn't even know about it. I applied Probably, and I always tell anybody who's like, oh, I'm applying, I'm applying, just keep applying, keep applying. I probably applied for six youth leader jobs before even getting a call back. I am pretty sure I emailed the superintendent at the time as well because I was like, this is the job for me. Right. Um, so finally uh, they called in for an interview and the rest is history. 
That's good. And that sign hasn't always been that puny up front. <laughs> no, it used to be bigger. I mean, it's not too bad now. I think you could kind of see it. Um, I know just with tucked back, if people aren't really looking for it, they just pass by it. Yep. One of the, uh, well, before that sign was there, it used to be a big old brick sign that you couldn't miss if <laughs> it was easier to see. Um, <laughs> but they destroyed that when they made the entrance all one entrance so what are you gonna do yeah when they put the new uh facilities in and buildings and whatnot so yeah um is it different working with visually impaired students as opposed to normally sighted students or kids (laughs) yeah i that's a great question i think um Generally, when it comes down to it, uh, you know, child to child uh, with some manners, I think um, things are, I want to say, not more difficult because I don't think it's more difficult. I think it's just changing the way that I teach things or changing the way that I view of um, where it should be or where a child should be. For me, it's just kind of um, taking a look back and depending on the student, uh, looking at the steps to how to help them perform um, well with me in residential, like certain tasks or certain DLS. I think sometimes it's easy to take it for granted that, you know, I can just go over and throw trash away, move on to the next uh, task. Whereas um, working with um, some, especially the younger students who are visually impaired, um, breaking things down more. I think that has been the biggest challenge in just learning that. Especially when it comes to tasks that I'm probably not the best at myself, like making a bed or sweeping or vacuuming, things like that probably have been more of a challenge. I would say everything else, though, when it comes to, I always tell people, because I think think people automatically, when they first hear, oh, I work with uh, visually impaired students or I work with students of a different kind of population, the first is like, oh, okay. And I'm like, oh, no, trust me, I have been in the boys' dorm. They are typical teenage boys. They're right. typical teenage girls. Um, some things are just a little bit, um, take a little bit longer to learn or to move, but sometimes not. Sometimes uh, things are a lot quicker too. So I think it just depends on the student as it does anywhere and the task at hand. But yeah, no, it's it's been great. Um, I definitely have uh, great experiences all around. Same experience I've had working with other teams. So nothing, nothing too, too out of the ordinary. Right. I didn't figure it would, but I, Figured I'd got you with that question, considering. That's a good, very good question. Yeah, I never. I guess I never really like thought too deep about like how the difference was. Right. More so. Uh, yeah, I think more of me adjusting myself and my teaching methods. It's understandable. Um, let's see. Are there any memories or events like school dances, evening rec? recreational yeah. activities, anything from OSSB that sticks out? Oh, yeah. Um, it's funny because I, 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 this question was coming. So I was trying to think of it all day. I was like, oh, what has been, like, one of my favorite memories? And I can't, like, pinpoint one thing. I would definitely say I think my first year here was probably one of my uh, favorite years. Um, I always tell new staff when you come, especially um, – with me, I was put in a dorm with another new staff, which was something they were like, oh, we normally don't do this, but we've done it once before, and it was a success. And right. I think me um, 
being put in a dorm with uh, uh, at the time Miss Brown um, that it was just something different. We both were new. This was a new experience working with a new population with um, the girls' dorm, and there was just something about that year that still sticks out. And I think it was it was a chance for us to get to know ourselves um, as youth leaders as well as the students, and just we had such a group a good group of girls back then. Um, not that it's changed over the years, but just thinking right. of that year's dorm, it was just such a fun, engaging group. And um, I think when you have a coworker who you just kind of mesh with and you click with, it makes the year uh, much more fun. So I would say that was probably one of my favorite years. And then my first year, um, I think the year after that, I started off in the girls' dorm, and then I was pulled. It was two years after that. I was pulled into, at that time, it was the STEP program, and right. we had opened up two dorms to have STEP students in there. And I remember thinking, oh, my gosh, what, what happened? What did I do wrong? Why am I getting pulled into the STEP program? Right. And that actually ended up being one of my other um, favorite years. We just had five, five students in there, and um, I was working at the time, I think, with Ms. Sanders, and we just we just had such a great time with the students and just teaching them at that next level past high school, that adult level. It was just so much fun. And as anybody knows as well, I love recreation. It is my favorite thing. I'm a sports management major. Like I love anything uh, when it comes to activities. So anytime we have a party or end of the year bash, um, that is probably always one of my highlights of the year. And it's more so just, getting the day students involved, getting the whole campus involved, and just um, trying to throw something that is just remember, like memorable for everybody. So right. anytime I do something like that, it definitely, definitely sticks out. I can understand. A lot of the uh, recreational events that from my time when I stayed, granted it wasn't, it was, well, it was longer than you would think, but <laughs> yeah. They stick out in my mind quite a bit too. So, um, let's see. Is there? I think, to, I think every year too, we try to adjust and change and do things a little bit different and maybe bigger. And I know I think last year's end of the year bash was probably one of my favorites too. It was just large. We had parents. We decided to open up to families. So just having the I think the OSSB families there to show their support, our support, and our. Um, gratitude for them and what they do with their uh, children at home. I think that was very memorable. And then uh, there's one other thing that always sticks out, and I always bring this up. Um, as a new youth leader, I remember we had this trip sticks out every time. It's one I can never forget. We had a trip to the movies, and I had um, the girls' dorm. And at that time, we were a little short-staffed. Right. And they were, well, do you want to go to the movies? And I was like, absolutely. You know, these six girls want to go. I will take them by myself. Um, so we end up going to Marcus Theater at one of their busiest times. Um, I think four of the students were completely visually impaired, and most of them, they were all like the high school, 11th, 12th grade. And we get there, and it's me with six students. I am brand new, so I really didn't have like sighted guides down or how to guide um, right. uh, people down or even like verbally guy down and we're in there trying to get through everything and it was it was just one of those experiences I was like that's what I get I thought you know always oh I can do it I can do it type thing and it was just so fun for the girls too because even afterwards uh, they just gave me such a hard time as well so I think that is a memory that always sticks out and um, 
definitely makes me uh, think twice. Well, um, who I have and what I can do. So yeah, sorry, I went back to that. I was thinking of like an actual memory. I think that memory always sticks out. It was just like I said, a good group of girls. And you were still learning, so always. <laughs> <laughs> You're always learning, yeah. When you first joined the OSSB staff, did you get that overall feeling of family? Of yeah, a family? I, I would, yeah. I would say so. Um, more so in residential. I think we had more of a separation of school and residential back then than we do now. We've kind of started up slowly. Um, we always tried to be connected, but I don't think it absolutely was. I think in the residential department, there's always that sense of some sort of family within there, and it just depends on your coworkers. Right. Um, yeah, as, as in family, too, sometimes you have days where you're not meshing with people or days where you're upset with people on the same days when people are upset with me. But I think overall, um, everybody in the department is there for the right purpose and has always been and um, just wants to see the students succeed. So I think with that, that always brings together more of the family vibe and um, just the family feel like always somebody there that I feel like I could go to if they're, even if it was just to to personally outside or to find tips on the, how to do things um, from a residential or from a school standpoint. Yeah, I, I definitely, I felt that I it probably took maybe like two weeks. Um, but once I got in the groove in the dorm, I feel like, I always tell people you connect if you connect with the youth leader that you're in the dorm with, it's gonna be family. And I still talk to that youth leader when we have dinner quite often on the outside and she's left there a couple of years ago. So um yeah, there's definitely that family vibe, I would say. I would agree. And not only in residential, but in the overall academic buildings as well. Uh, I, I think um over the last especially I would say probably the last three years for me. Um, I, I tend to venture all over the place, uh, people would tell you. So I kind of make my way to school and try to volunteer for whatever I can. Um, so I have really, really great relationships uh, with teachers in school and have friends on the outside that I met through there. So uh, definitely, I always say I truly, first of all, love the students, but um, I, I love being a Panther and I love uh, OSSB. <laughs> I miss being a Panther. It's will always hold a special place in my heart. But, Good. yeah. Um, <laughs> things have drastically changed during <laughs> this whole pandemic at the time of recording this. How are we dealing with or handling this whole not having students on campus and... Yeah what have you, not being able to physically work with them. Yeah. Is that, it was a struggle before. I am I can only imagine it's much more of a struggle because of distance learning. So For sure. How has that I, changed? Yeah, um, it's obviously, uh, you don't, I think you don't realize how much you miss the interaction with the students until it is gone. Um, especially with, I know normally we're like, oh, well, we have the summer coming up, but we have summer camp. So we usually have some sort of interaction with the students. Right. But knowing now that not only 
obviously we miss the end of the school year and working with the students, but summer camps are virtual. So we're, we're not going to have that experience and it just being um, longer to not be with that interaction. It definitely hit kind of hard, I think, especially after week two or three. Um, I would say as a whole, though, as a campus, um, from students to teachers, to youth leaders, to TAs, to um, the kitchen, to custodial, everybody has been, I would say, really, really, really great with just kind of understanding and going with it and doing whatever they need to do to stay involved or to help out wherever they've needed. So um, I definitely think as a campus, as a we have everybody has stepped up and senior leadership. I know that they're doing and making uh, a lot of the harder decisions and just seeing them involved and knowing that everybody's trying to do what's best, first of all, for the students and then um, also for the staff. The safety, we always talk about um, the safety um, of the students and then the safety of the staff and continue working to how do we get people to continue to work here. So I think everybody's kind of stepped up. There's been a lot of creative things that have been happening. Um, so we miss the students, absolutely, but I think everything is kind of moving in the right direction. Um, and I think technology, obviously, you and Noah doing uh, these podcasts, technology um, definitely is a huge part in this um, to ensure that every student has some sort of device um, to make sure that they can reach the teachers or that the teachers can reach them um, has been pretty important. So I think as a whole, everybody has kind of just stepped up and moved us into the direction we need to do. Is it ideal? Absolutely not. Would we rather be on campus? I would say everybody would say 100% sure. Absolute. Is it needed right now? Um, yes, it's needed till every uh, safe for everybody. So um, I'm grateful for everything everybody's done for where we're at and just the direction we're moving. And I just hope we're back on campus. Um, everything kind of catches up, and um, hopefully in the fall there's something worked out. So right, and that's hopefully what we're looking for. I've seen where they've said two days in school buildings and the rest uh, social distance learning, which is going to be tough for if it plays out the way they're talking for OSSB yeah. because all of the students come from all over the state. So, <laughs> And that's, I know we have, um, I'm not in those meetings, but we definitely have uh, people in those meetings, uh, talking about every kind of situation, what's best, and people representing every department. Just um, So I am 100% confident that the decision that's made is going to be what's best for campus and what's for everyone. And um, it's just a different time, I think, throughout the whole country and um, just seeing how it plays out. I think my my biggest worry, I think, is for like, students who have multiple disabilities um, and maybe have a harder time uh, learning through technology. I think that is... Uh, but I am like, man, how is that going to work? But um, I trust, 100% trust all our leadership, and um, I, I'm excited to see that the decision that they make, and I will support whatever that is. Right. That's all you can do. And we're all, That's all you can do. Yep. Everybody around the world is going through the same thing at different stages, but we're still going through the same thing. Just, Absolutely. We don't know how long it's going to last, but however long it does last, we'll get through it. Absolutely. So, the last thing like this happened a hundred years ago. So, hopefully, this will be the first and <laughs> last time we go through it. So, yes, I'm hoping. I'm definitely hoping. Fingers crossed. <laughs> For sure. Our seniors, man, they're troopers right now. 
they're they're probably the going with the flow the most and just so cheerful during all this. You know, they're missing out on a lot of, you know, the events you look forward to after being in school for you know twelve years. Right. So um, definitely a big shout out to them. They're missing out on prom. They missed out on senior dinner. And hey, we're actually doing them virtual, both of them. Well, good. At least yeah. we're, we figured out a way to do them virtual, so that's good. And yep, we have a grateful for Grubhub and all that, but we actually have senior dinner tomorrow and then next week. Aha, uh-huh. cool. And, and possible senior prank in there, Brant. <laughs> I would let you fill me in on that, but I don't want them to hear about it. So <laughs> that's I'll tell you afterwards. All right, that's all right. Um, and of course, they get. They're unfortunately missing out on the traditional graduation ceremonies, so that's heartbreaking sure, by all 100%. means. <laughs> 100%. But we'll pull through this. We'll get through it. Um, any advice that you have for, since we're on the topic of the senior graduating yeah. class this year, any uh, advice you have for them going forward? Man, that's a good question. Or right, good, good, great. Um, yeah, the biggest thing I have, I would say to them, and I always continue to say them, is to keep pushing forward, find the resources you need, and uh, work hard for what you're trying to get. Um, sometimes times they're going to get tough. Sometimes mentally things are going to get tough. Um, definitely um, look for those resources um, that help you in all areas of your life, whether it's physically, mentally, spiritually, anything that. Uh, pushes you to be a better person. Continue to look for those and move forward. I would I'm agree. <laughs> yeah. And um, is there any advice you may have for any people looking for job teaching visually impaired who may come across OSSB and may be thinking about joining the staff? Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, Teaching-wise, I wouldn't know much about because I'm not a teacher. Right. Um, it's understandable. But I would say any other kind of support staff, uh, look to get your foot in the door, whether it's a youth leader or a If there's one-on-one positions, look for those to get your foot in the door. Um, that was probably the biggest thing. And um, I I think I didn't realize, like, how many applications came through, I think, until I was a supervisor and I got to see, um, like, what the task was of, going through applications. So then I started to realize, okay, Sally, now I see why you uh, applied six times. Um, <laughs> it's definitely uh, a, a, quite a bit of people. So I would always tell somebody, uh, ask questions. If, if you want to know, ask questions. We've had people who reached out to us. Hey, what can I do? What's the best route? Um, look at the minimum qualifications and see if you can try to step yourself up a little bit more than what the minimum is. And, uh, do that, and the moment you get your, if you get that interview, go in and show, um, not just uh, talk about yourself, but um, areas that you have helped students grow, or areas that you uh, want to help students grow. I said, I think that is probably the one of the biggest things to come in and answer the questions, and be natural, and um, if you have that kid experience, use the experience you have to answer uh, these questions. That's like, I guess the advice I can give. Not to with that kind of stuff. Right. I can understand that. Um, is there anything else that you have that you'd like to mention or add to what we've already already said? Um, 
yeah, no, we touched base, I think, on everything from the pandemic to, uh, to uh, I guess, the thing I want to say, even to our alumni out there, I just hope everybody is looking uh, forward to resources that they and that they were them. And to know you make the connections here, uh, use what you can um, to connect and, uh, yeah, reach out if you need anything. I would agree. I know I try to re- keep my OSSB family updated on to what I'm doing, which really isn't much nowadays because the pandemic and everything. Yeah. And, and it's always good. We love hearing those stories, too. I mean, I see I follow most of, uh, you know, um, with you on Facebook, most of them not they graduate. Uh, they friend me. I definitely follow them, everybody from uh, Nikita to Alex Sajide to you. Right. I think, uh, Thomas, everybody. Um, yeah, and I definitely everybody succeed. I just, I think those are the best, the best parts. I think of being staffed there is when you hear from the alumni and you see that they're doing things and that they're succeeding and that they're moving towards a goal. I think that that is just not just a good feeling uh, from a school standpoint of oh yeah, I graduate from here, but also a good feeling like yeah, they're out there doing something. So for me, it's always exciting to see, like, even you, your podcast, and you reaching out, um, doing things out there to all the students. Uh, I think, uh, give a little shout out to, I think, my my girl Nikita, who was in my dorm when I started. I think she graduates Otterbein this year. So those kind of stories are just, like, amazing and exciting to hear and see. Right. And this podcast is kind of a continuation of the main OSSB podcast that the students were putting together before this whole pandemic started that Mr. Kelly has kind of taken on and kept going since this whole thing reared its ugly head. But yep. That's how I look at this anyway. Teach, uh, touching on alumni, current students, current staff, former staff, who uh, who have you? volunteers, anybody (laughs) that's been involved with the school some way or another in one one time or what have you. Yeah, you've got some good people on here. I saw them. Thanks. I'm trying to find more. So if you have anybody in mind, throw them my way. I will do that for sure. All right. I think that will do it for this week's episode. I appreciate you having me. Thanks for coming on. No, absolutely. We've been struggling, or not struggling, but <laughs> playing uh, phone tag, but that's all right. That happens. With I forgot about this weekend, and uh, obviously you forgot too. Right. And then it's always those things, I think even with you asking questions today, I was like, let me make sure I don't answer anything that would get me in trouble at work. So I feel like we played it on the safe side, so I think we're good. Right. Understandable. <laughs> Nope. Um, all right. Stand by. I'm going to, and then I'm going to wrap it up and then we can chat for a couple seconds or minutes afterwards. So stand Bye. by. <laughs> yep. All right. Thanks for joining us this week on the podcast. Um, thanks to Miss Sally Williams for coming on this episode. Um, we are all going through the same thing right now, which is the pandemic and COVID-19 and what have you. Um, we are going to get through this one way or another. Um, 
And make sure to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter to make sure you don't miss any new episodes. And make sure to follow us on iHeartRadio or wherever you get your podcasts. And until next time, bye for now. Stadler? Yeah, what? Is that it? Yes, it's over. How'd you like it? I don't know. I slept through the whole thing. Well, you didn't miss much. Thanks for joining us this week on OSSB Inside and Out. Make sure to follow us on social media on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter by searching for OSSB Inside and Out Podcast. Make sure you don't miss any future episodes. You can find us on all the major podcast platforms. Thank you for listening.